episode 53, and we are rolling. Da, 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 da. Between the time when the oceans drank Atlantis and the rise of the sons of Arius, there was an age undreamed of. And unto this mass movement, destined to bear the jeweled crown of geekdom upon its troubled brow, it is we, mass movement's chroniclers, who alone can tell thee of its saga. Let us tell you of the days of geek adventure. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 53 of Mass Movement Presents, sponsored by Engineer Records. Got a stuffed show for you today, back to our regular uh, programming. <laughs> back to our regular format, yeah, apart our- from the fact that when you said, well hello everybody, you, you sounded like you were Fred Rogers, <laughs> punk rock Fred Rogers. Yeah, I watched that recently actually, yeah, it's, probably, it's, it's uh, rubbed off. <laughs> Don't, don't be saying things like Mr. Rogers rubbed off on you, because that's just wrong, man. <laughs> uh, what are we going to look at today? We're going to look at uh, She-Hulk, uh, Andor, and uh, Cobra Kai, the new season. Um, we're going to continue looking at TV, because there's been tons of good TV recently, um, by looking at Dharma and uh, Rings of Power. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be previewing some TV as well, so um, Disney Plus have got um, the Mickey uh, series coming out, as well as Willow. Uh, to celebrate uh, Sheer Terror's uh, return to, well, well, first time in Wales, uh, we're going to be looking at New York Hardcore's uh, history with, with uh, Wales. We've been privy to most of them, so... Because uh, we're old. Yeah, because we're old. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have a look at that. And uh, to tie in with that, we're also going to be deep diving leeway. So, um, plenty to begin on with. Indeed. Let's start with uh, She-Hulk. She-Hulk. It's kind of, um, it's had, it had its critics. I don't see why. Uh, of which I was one for a little bit, but um, yeah, that's because you know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. You don't. You don't appreciate the finer things in life. Like a lady who can knock you out. Yeah, and you do too much. <laughs> she hook is awesome. She hook is awesome. Tim. It was literally like because we, we when, when we were talking about it, and we were like resting back. Yeah, yeah. On, and you're like, uh, oh, don't you like? It? And you're like, well, I, I'm not really getting into it. And I'm like, well, I am. And you go, I know why you are. <laughs> yeah, because she could take you. <laughs> She's brunette and she could deck you. Yeah, yeah. soul job done. <laughs> you didn't see anything I, else. I need nothing else. <laughs> so yeah, um, I uh, first couple of episodes, I thought like it was a bit sort of a not heading anywhere sort of thing. Um, right. It was a bit. I described it as Sex and the City uh, for Marvel, and see, it's so so much better than that. Yeah, I, I agree with you now. I think it's it's built slowly and uh, it's taken a while longer, but. Um, I, I like I've we're, we're at the, the final episode now, so if you haven't watched the final episode, tough shit because we're about to spoil the shit out of it for you. I mean, the, the fact they brought Abomination into it and they did that self help group, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just wonderful. Like, it was self, brilliant, yeah. That was just so funny, yeah. And the final episode, Matt freaking Murdoch, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we you, you could have predicted that was gonna happen after seeing the, the the massive, massive, like big tick off the Jeff Lane. 
Daredevil Yellow. Yeah, he was yeah. Riffing on Daredevil Yellow. Yeah. He had the, ye- he had the yellow outfit on from. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, it, it grew on me. Um, I didn't like. What was the? Uh, oh, I forgot her name. The uh, the girl she was against the whole season. Titania. Titania. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't like her. She was. She was. Like, well, that's funny though, because it's because it's, she's just like you know the epitome of everything that's wrong with social media. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, oh, see, later, I'm going to take this. I'm going to rub you. Yeah, back. yeah, You're yeah. Over, hater. Like, you know. Ugh. I wasn't a big fan of like um, breaking the fourth wall, sort of Deadpool style. I wasn't a big fan. No? of that. I didn't. There's a history of that in the book. Okay, which is why it's been done. Right, right. In okay. the show. Yeah. Okay. Well, that explains that. But I mean. Um, yeah, like I said, it grew on me. Um, yeah. Towards the last few episodes, I was like, okay, we got a bit of a... It's starting to shape a bit. So it was a slow burner for you? Yeah. It just seemed a bit sort of going nowhere for, for a while, I thought. Uh, and then it started to shape itself. But it did feel like at times it was struggling to find the direction it wanted to go in. But, yeah. you know, I think you rectified that by like episode three, episode four. Yeah. And when, when, when it landed on its feet was when she started doing the whole abomination thing, when they did the whole abomination thing with Tim Roth. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just brought him into it and yeah. gave him a chance to be, you know, to play Blonsky properly. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, 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 when she started dating that guy, mm. I thought that's a bit too convenient. You know, suddenly you know, she's been look, looking for the right guy and then she had a wedding and suddenly this dream guy comes along. You're thinking, okay, this is going somewhere now. See, so don't um, knock my ideas of romance because this is, you know, I, I, inevitably I'm going to be binned, right? So I need <laughs> some hope in life that things like that will work out. <laughs> the She-Hulk's going to hoist you over her shoulder. No, I have two choices, right? <laughs> my end, in the, either I'll end my days happily in some cabin far off the woods with someone who actually wants to spend time with me, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Or I will drink myself to death in a Mexican beach up with a three-legged chihuahua company. <laughs> I would prefer the former to the latter. Yeah, yeah. But you know, <laughs> so don't be shattering all my illusions. <laughs> but that's the season end now. I would like to, yeah, well, I would like the fact that there's a gen out there for me. I would like to believe. Yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> the people like you are alluded to in the thing is in 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 the show um, when she's dating and as Jen, she can't get any hits. Oh, I see. I prefer Jen to She-Hulk. Yeah, yeah, because like Jen is like yeah, but you know she's got the option to if you feel like a change. <laughs> <laughs> Beat me up tonight, Jen. No, no, no. I know, right? That if I pissed her off too badly, she just knocked me the fuck out. She's going to change bang through the wall. <laughs> Brilliant. And you know it's going to happen. I, I, I know it's going to happen at some point because I am like the dude who makes tries everybody distraction. At this point, no, no. I, I'm just into hot intolerable. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Turn, turn my dickhead switch up to 11. <laughs> Maybe a She-Hulk out there for you, don't worry. Oh, I'm hoping there is. She'll pop you over the head, put, put you over a shoulder and take you back to a cabin. See? Now, don't, don't, be, don't be making those kind of promises to me because I'm already like drifting away on flights of fantasy. <laughs> it just occurred to me, right? What was your opinion on China, the, the wrestler? Were you a... No. No? No. Too masculine? No, I just didn't like the character. I thought, oh, okay. I thought they didn't give her enough scope to just do the whole I'm thing. I'm just like, thinking along with you know, the women who, who, who would... Like and besides, I, when, I, when I really sort of zoned out on China yeah. was when I said, one night in China, x back. No! Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. No. Not for me, like. <laughs> yeah. I died, you know, no. Yeah, she lost a wave. I, I, would, I would have loved to have spent time drinking and having a laugh with Jody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> no. I didn't want to see 
<laughs> that? No, with X packing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Nobody wanted to see that. Oh, God. He's a loathsome human being anyway. So yeah, yeah. He's not, you know. Right. We lost that way a bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was you, that is. That's I know. your fault completely. No, she <laughs> definitely recommended it. Yeah. It just shows a Marvel uh, and Disney and Marvel are taking a willing to chance. Yeah. New things. They're willing to try new things, willing to take chances and, and yeah. chart their own course. And I'm enjoying that. Yeah, that, that for definite. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they could they'll go stale otherwise. Um, yeah. The same I mean, tried and tested things. I think they started doing that with uh, Falcon Winter Soldier and Loki. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially with Moon Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and now yeah. with She-Hulk, this is, it bodes well. Yeah. And Werewolf by Night. It really bodes well for what's coming next, I think. Hmm. Yeah. I really do. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with Daredevil. Yeah. When that hits the screen, because you know, it's just the fact that Matt Murdock's there now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, is yeah. it the uh, the old Daredevil? Or well, not the old, you know, the series. Is that canon still? I don't know. I don't know. They haven't actually especially said, I think they talk about it as a reimagining, so maybe it will be, maybe it won't. Okay. I don't know. I mean, the fact that they've chosen to put him in a different suit. Yeah. Shows, I think, they're it's going in a, a different Yeah, direction. yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, so that's She-Hulk, that's on Disney+. Plus. What's up, everybody? It's John Bush from Armored Saint, and you are listening to the Mass Little Bed Podcast, so blast it. Staying with uh, Disney+, Plus, Andor, Andor. Uh, has dropped. Cassian um, Andor. Yeah. It's, um, again, I think this has divided people. Um, it's not Star Wars as we know it. but Star then, Wars, It's Star Wars Noir. Yeah. It's, it's, it's opening up that galaxy far, far away to yeah. endless possibility. Yeah. Right? So when you, it's like when Star Wars starts, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It's a galaxy. Yeah. There are numerous stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these people have backstories. The fact that you're exploring Cassian Andros and you know there's a limited time frame which is going to happen because we know what happens to yeah, yeah. Cassian. Yeah. We know that it goes from point one to point A to point B. Yeah. And in that time, we've got to find out what motivated him to become the character he was. So in this this is, a, I think it's five or three years. Five years or three years. It says at the beginning of the BBY yeah. for the battle you're having and... I think it's five. Yeah, I think I want to say five. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we know we're, we're we're only talking a five year period. Yeah, of Cassian Andor's life. Um, but it's my problem with it at the moment is that it some of the that he says there's a line in Rogue One which says I've been in this fight my entire life. Yeah, but he hasn't. No, because he's only pulled in the rebellion five years before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Valley Yavin. So does he mean he's been in that fight and that he's been trying to survive under the thrall of the empire is that what he means is that what he's referring to i don't know yeah but it's it's i mean he's had a fight by the looks of things because it's, yeah. it's shown his child he's he's had a fight mm. um for all his life by the looks of things but yeah um you could be right but essentially that. it's becoming the heist series or heist story that there should have been in the last Jedi. yeah 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 when when they went to the gambling planet and then he kind of got a bit <laughs> yeah lost his way over there this is a proper heist. This yeah. is like we're going to make the empire pay. Why are you here? And all these characters, like Mom, is it Mom Moth? Yeah, Mom Moth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, where her story's tying into because we know she makes it to, course, yeah, Yavin. Yeah, we know she's there. Yeah. So what happens to her family? Yeah. Does she get found out because she's she's on the run with it with the rebellion. Yeah. By that point. And this is yeah, it's, it's sort of like the the rebellion in, in its infancy, isn't it? Really, and uh, yeah, you know, and seeing the different. Uh, Groups, if you like. And it's wonderful the way the empire is structured. You've got like all these corporations. Like, oh, look, yes, yeah, yeah. It's the corporate influence here. Yeah. And they are twisted. Who's going to end up being like, I, you know, I've got to 
He's got a massive hard on for Andor in completely the wrong kind of way. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. He just wants to track him down because you've ruined my life. I'm going to ruin yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, it's Star Wars. It's just, it's gritty, isn't it? More, it's grittier. Yeah. Like you say, Star Wars noir. Star Wars noir. A bit more swearing. Um, yeah. Lots of Scottish people. Well, yeah. I think it's, it's literally like every English actor in the sun who wasn't in Harry Potter's now in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there was, um, who's the, the Scottish dude doing? He's one of the, uh, the officers. Right. Trevor from EastEnders. Oh, my beat up little Mo. God. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Good God. Uh-huh. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, was, that's been murdering me. That I've, yeah, that that's what it is. Oh, but I only know that because M came in and she said, that's him from EastEnders, what, beat up his woman. <laughs> oh, my I'm like, God. I knew, yeah, because she went through a period like watching EastEnders. Yeah, I yeah. can't stand these soaps. I can't stand <laughs> nah, Street. Nah. can't stand Emmerdale. Can't stand these standards. Couldn't give a fuck. What happens to anybody? Then they all kill each other. <laughs> I, I grew up in, in a household that, that worshipped them and lived for them. Yeah, oh, I guess. Dude, when I used to go stay with my nan in, in Liverpool, yeah, because like, they like, it, it was my nan's audio. It was like proper old lady TV. So yeah, you, yeah. You'd literally get like fucking the Sullivans. Oh yeah, right? the Sullivans. And then you yeah. get, and then you get neighbours, sons and cross, daughters, crossroads, neighbours, sons and daughters. Yeah, right? Emmerdale. Yeah, Coronation Street, and then. And this is even before he sends, and then he sends came along. Yeah, Dallas, Dynasty, all that shit, and it was just like I can't stand it. It's no, like no, proper old lady TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's and people are saying, oh, I love a bit of the standards. I love a bit of the neighbours. I fucking don't. <laughs> perhaps standards. Perhaps they're trying to do like an EastEnders Do I smell of weed and biscuits? Have I given up on life? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not watching this shit. I have better things to do in my time. Yeah, perhaps they're doing like an EastEnders Star Wars crossover by bringing him in. Yeah, I ain't watching it. That's, 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 that's what I'm taking it. That's why I'm going to bypass that galaxy far, far away in my shuttle and not come back. We're talking about Star Wars. They've opened that big, they've opened the, the, the um, Star Cruiser Hotel, haven't they? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's not been getting the sort of reviews they like. Really? Mm. I've not seen any of the reviews. Uh, what's the, what's the, uh, what's the skinny then? Well, you know, it's like you, when you go there, yeah. you're completely shut into this place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And nobody who isn't booked in there can get anywhere near it. That's right. Right? Yeah. So you go and it's like you're traveling through space. Some of the reviews, the initial reviews weren't that positive. I'm sure they've upped the experience since then. But the only time you leave this hotel is for an experience in Galaxy's Edge. Okay. So you get shuttle bus there. Yeah. <laughs> underground or some shit. I don't know how they do it. They shuttle bus you in costume there and you have an adventure and a unique experience in Galaxy's Wow, okay. So, I mean, I want to go and stay there, but I don't want to pay the price. Yeah, yeah. Because it. you're going to stay there for like two nights, like three days, two nights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's some like $3,000 per person. <sighs> you got to be um, yeah, a hardcore Star Wars fan for them. That's yeah, not for your but I'm, I'm not saying, yeah, if, I won, if I won the lottery, we're going. Yeah, that's I, not for your hard... Yeah. yeah, I'm serious. If I win the lottery, we are going. We, <laughs> I mean, all we. of it, you know, we are going. Next week. Yeah, yeah it's just going to be like, you know, if if, if I was the lottery, we wouldn't be doing day jobs, man. We'd be doing this all the time. Because <laughs> we'd be just like, how much do we need to do that? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Be like. So that's Ando. Um, if you're a Star Wars fan, um, you should dig it. It's got, uh, it's a bit different. The usual ingredients are there, but it's, you know, it's a bit of a, it throws a bit of curveball as well. And it's got TIE Fighters. Yeah, it's got TIE Fighters. Lots and lots of TIE Fighters. Mm. Hello everybody, this is Igor Cavalera from Peprick, Cavalera Conspiracy, and you guys are listening to Mass Movement Podcast. So, uh, Cobra Kai, season five. Yeah. So I dropped off in three. 
season three. You don't, you haven't watched it? No. Um, Why? I found it a bit samey, and I was enjoying it. To be honest, I, I probably will jump back in. I, there was no reason. I, I just did find it a bit samey, but I didn't dislike it. You know? It's the kind of soap opera I could watch. It is, essentially, it's just a soap opera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a kung fu soap opera. Yeah. And it's got the teen thing going on to suck younger folks into it, but it's got the old like nostalgia thing still yeah. going on to pull us into it. You know is it I? Terry Silver that's the bad guy? Yeah, Terry Silver's the bad guy. Yeah. Terry Silver. Where's Spoilers, Chris at this point? Chris yeah. is in prison. Right, so, right. Silver framed Crease at the end of season four and had him sent to jail. Right, okay. So Silver's just trying to wreck Daniel's life at the moment. Okay. Right, so you got William Zabka. Yeah. As, oh God, what's his name? Um, Johnny. Johnny. Yeah. Um, he's sort of rediscovering who he should become in this series. And okay. The, uh, on the, on the dude who um, Daniel fights in Karate Kid 2 is that when he goes Mr. Miyagi's yeah 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 he's he's Daniel's ally right okay LaRusso's ally so all the way through so there's lots of fighting and lots of yeah so basically Silver Frames um Chris Chris. yeah um but Chris gets his back his own back at the end of the series so he's going to be the villain in season 6 again oh okay right yeah um possibly but Silver's not because Silver's Done. He's done, is he? Yeah, his, okay. his arc is complete. Right. right. So yeah. Did you enjoy having him back with Terry Silver? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, he was he was like a bit more mustache twirling than I <laughs> wanted him to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I shall tie you to the train tracks. <laughs> nom, 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 kind of thing. <laughs> um, you know, and he got tied up. What I would compare this season to, yeah. right? Is You've read James Herbert novels, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So James Herbert builds this wonderful story up and then, like, gets bored of it, like, five pages from the end and just finishes <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what it is. That's okay. Like. That's my only criticism. It right. finishes too quickly. It finishes too abruptly. It's build up, build up, build up. It could have done with a few more episodes of... Yeah, and then yeah. it's like, boom, we're done now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've got so many episodes. Like, bored of this now, move on to something else. <laughs> it's like reading a James Herbert novel. Right, okay. Okay? So you... um. When six dropping in because they've six been fairly be, fast, haven't they? Six well. will be next year. It's, it's, it's a constant turnaround. So they film it, drop it, film it, drop it, film it. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Film it, drop it. Because all the, I think the, the actors are tied into the contrast with this rather than anything else they're allowed to do, apart from the dude who plays Miguel. Miguel. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who is now playing Blue Beetle for DC. Really? Yeah. Huh? Wow. Okay. So bloody hell. Yeah. Uh, Miguel is the. Uh, the kid at the beginning, the, yeah, 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 yeah. So, Miguel and Robbie's sort of fractious relationship works out in this, yeah, series as well. Miguel goes off to discover his dad, and his dad's a bit of a dickhead, like his mother told him was. And then Robbie goes with you know Johnny to find, yeah, Miguel in Mexico, and they bring him back, and they sort of work out. Did Robbie and, and Johnny work out? Robbie's Johnny's kid, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. All, all the relationships work out by then. This, okay, priest. You know, Mr. Imprisoned Priest gets out of prison. Okay. Know, to take over. To, oh, he's going to come back. And while Terry, Terry Silver's peeled off the moustache and he's given it to, <laughs> to Priest. Priest has put the moustache on for season, season, yeah. uh, season six and he's going to do lots and lots of twirling too. <laughs> because Cobra Kai just needs a moustache mustache twirling villain to work with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it always needs a big bad. It's one of those things. That, yeah. You know. It's nothing that is big bad. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, we'll, uh, we'll have a track now. We'll have a track? Yeah, and then um, we'll continue TV talk with uh, Dharma. Mm-hmm. 
Silence. That was Rash Decision with Thornback, one of the best the UK uh, has to offer. Go and check them out now. Hi, this is Barney Veer from Night Farm Death, and through my many years of association, you're listening to Mass Movement. Right then, so uh, let's talk Evan Peters and let's talk Dharma. Yeah. It's wow. Uh, <laughs> disturbing. Yeah. Unnerving. Yeah. And sort of brilliant but not yeah um if it wasn't so you know, obviously it's a true story so if it wasn't yeah it, it'd be great tv but you just gotta you have to realize this is a true this story really kind of, happened no he's like the, the accidental serial killer who gets away with it you know yeah it's a circumstance because there's so many ways he could have been stopped he's not like great at doing it he's yeah like great at disposing stuff but he leaves bodies in his apartment to stink him up and nobody that's what I've got out. from. So I've not seen this, but that's what I've got from it. A lot of the uh, thing has said like it's as much to do with um, the the cock up on the police's part. Yeah, and, like because not- he's living in a predominantly black neighborhood, and you're yeah, 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 yeah. Police force. This is inherent racism of you know. Yeah. Fuck the ghetto. We're just gonna. Yeah. We we can't be asked. And you know, there's a there's a there's a train of thought that he exploited that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I don't think it's any conscious thing because they make a they do highlight the fact that he wasn't the sharpest tool in the box. Yeah, but he was single-minded and obsessive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's possibly why he managed to get away with it as well as he did because he just he was absolutely going to do this regardless. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Something he was going to do. Yeah, and Evan Peters is just remarkable. He is the, the kid is incredible. We- uh, I've been saying for a few years now. Um, saw him in like uh, American Horror Story, yeah. uh, X Men. That he's always a standout guy. Uh, he's in One Division, wasn't he? Um, yeah, he is just superb. And Richard Jenkins yeah. plays Jeffrey Dahmer's father. Right, as a Lionel Dahmer, I think his name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's remarkable as well. Yeah. So at the end of the first episode, um, the police. So you, you guess. Finger at the end of the first episode, right? So he gets taken into police custody so he can tell the story in flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right at the end of the first episode, the police bring um, Richard Jenkins, playing his father, in to tell him about what his son's done, what his son's confessed to. Okay. And he sits there and he listens to them all the way through and said, we'll give you five minutes and we'll just leave you. And he sits there and he just 
<laughs> and he starts breaking down. Right. Bringing, pulling himself back. And then breaking yeah, down yeah. and pulling himself back. And it's one of the most realistic portrayals of how emotion hits you. Men handle emotion. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. That I've ever seen on screen. Yeah. It's just, fuck. Almost that's trying exactly, to stop their natural instincts. Yes, yeah, that's exactly how, you know, yeah. the male psyche handles yeah, yeah. this kind of emotional news uh, yeah. and, and tries to process and deal with it. It's perfect. Because we're taught, absolute, taught to suck it up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it's told in flashback. And of Evan Pete and the, the evolution of Jeffrey Dahmer as portrayed by Evan Peters and Evan Peters is just incredible. And the interaction between Evan Peters and Richard Jenkins all the way through that series makes it worth watching. Yeah, because their performances are just spellbinding. They are absolutely mesmerising. It's just it's incredible. I knew it was going to be well, as soon as he was cast. I knew it was going to be a winner. He's just such a good actor, and he's actually older than I thought he was, but. I've always had him pinned for one of those young up and coming actors. He's like, in his you know? 30s, isn't he? Yeah, he's 35, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm surprised at that. Because um, he's sort of the same age as um, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they both played Quicksilver. Yeah, that's right. And they're both in Kick Ass together. Were they? Oh, yeah, he was in Kick Ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just think this could be like his breakout role now, I think. I think he can write his own check. Yeah, yeah,对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，对对对，
and there's you know it's hinting towards um Sauron's origins and Gandalf's origins and we're not quite sure what we're seeing yet uh, in that respect um there's a few sort of like characters who may or may not be these people and um it's just it's awesome viewing and um I I thought like you know I was hoping they were not going to do the uh the Game of Thrones thing like you know like put some sex in it or whatever you know Game of Thrones relied relied a lot on that and they haven't they've they've stayed true to Tolkien and uh, I'm loving it I have zero interest in this. I'm never going to watch it, ever. Don't care. Don't. Just really couldn't give a shit. I, honestly. It's like, there it is. It's in my Amazon. It's all, it, it, Amazon Prime. Turn it on. There it is. Rings of Power. Couldn't give a shit. Swipe left. Swipe right. Whatever. You're just not a talking fan of you. Are. No. So you never... No. No interest in the movies either when they... No, I've the read The Hobbit, right? And I read Lord of the Rings. Right. right? I thought Lord of the Rings was... <laughs> Overinflated. I thought it was. It's like it's, it's it's the worst sort of harking back to the days of empire, okay. kind of retro. Yeah, yeah. That you you're like it's really it's it's, it's you know, talking getting hard on for the grandiose days of the British Empire and right. just translating it into uh, a genre Most that everybody. Is it, this, yeah, it's yeah. wholesome for everybody to read. I thought it was absolutely awful. Okay. I just don't like the idea behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the underlying. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, ideology, it's not for me. Like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I just thought it was overblown nonsense. I'd <laughs> give me Michael Moorcock any day. What or is, Stephen Donaldson, I'd rather, you know. What, you know. What's annoying me about the... the uh, that's, that's constructive criticism, mm. and that's I take that all day long. Is, you know, people just don't have the... Um, have the they want instant gratification. They're not waiting right. for a story anymore. Right. And this is like building a story. Um, I love world building stories. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. just this is not the world I want yeah. to spend any time in. No, but I'm saying that I don't like people. People do because I understand how yeah. Lord of the Rings had a significant impact on lots of people's lives. I understand that people love Tolkien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great if that's for you. You watch it. You enjoy it. Yeah. It's just not for me. But what what is it with people's attention span these days? They any new any new show that comes out, they they want instant gratification, like you know, hmm. and there's nobody wanting to see a story TikTok. played out. Yeah, yeah. Because everything's in a 30-second sound. Everything, yeah, snap, that's true, yeah. Snap, yeah. snap, And just, I don't know, I mean, it used to be where you'd spend an entire season just gradually building up to something. Yeah, yeah, totally, you know, yeah. For yeah. a payoff at the end. Yeah. Like, I, I will happily watch 20 episodes to get to this yeah. point. And now it's like I'll happily watch eight episodes to get to this point. Yeah. Or nine or ten or whatever. But you know, just in 10 minutes. I don't like- want instant payoff I want to become invested in the story yeah. I want to feel like I'm going on a journey with these characters yeah that's yeah yeah yeah. how I want shows to make me feel that's how I want TV to make me yeah, feel yeah yeah how I want films to make me feel but I don't you know I I mean it's, it's hard to do with like you know, the executives these days you know, they just want you know they want the story told in eight in eight segments yeah you know um, that's fine I, I don't mind getting the story told in eight segments yeah. but I want it's to leave me something at the end that will drag into another yeah. series. I want to see gradual character development that's going to be ongoing. The days of seasons <clears> being 24 episodes long now are gone. Like Lost was like right. 18, 20, 24 Yeah, episodes. but I think at the same time, when you look at this series, like what, what, what's Rings of Power going to be? How many episodes, do you know? Uh, I think it's 10, I think. Right. That's like, and, they, and they spent $250 million on yeah, yeah. this series. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Some estimates are pretty close to $500 million. Yeah, yeah. That's between $25 million and $50 million now. An episode, yeah. Right? It does love you, mind. It's fucking stunning to look at. Yeah, but, you know, that, that's why they want the payoff. They want to see that that kind of money is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I yeah. get it, right? But at the same time, 
you know, you're a fucking suit. Leave the creativity to the creatives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go talk to the accountants and just yeah, produce yeah. the money to give to the creatives, which to bring the audience in. Yeah. You know? But that's what, with such a rich world, mm-hmm. like Tolkien's world is, like, you know, a Middle Earth is, you, you've got to give it time and... and, and yeah, you've got to have a natural like, you know? yeah, like yeah. people saying, oh, I'm watching Andor and nothing's happening like in Star Wars. Yeah. Give it time. Let the story be. Let the characters take your yeah. journey. Let the characters pull you in and take you where you need to. It'd be go. like have World of Warcraft or D anD D. Like it's such a massive world, right? Have, you can't stuff that into like. Have faith that the storyteller is going to take you to where you need to get. Yeah, 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 gonna, yeah. That you're going to become as invested in this as they were when they wrote it. Yeah, yeah. Have totally. that faith. If yeah, you don't yeah, have yeah. that faith, you're never going to enjoy this. No, 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 no. That's right. But Rings of Power is not for me. Like, but like, yeah. you know, that, I'm not a Tolkien fan. It's no, not, no, it's no. not written for me. It's not made for me. No, it totally. You know? yeah, so yeah. I, yeah. You know, if you're a Tolkien fan, from what I can gather, yeah. from what you've said, knowing how big a Tolkien fan you yeah, are, yeah, yeah. you know, and that you will whip little Chris out and go, oh, here's you, oh, Lord of the Rings. It's great viewing, yeah. If you're a Tolkien yeah. fan, it's great viewing. Yeah. Hi there, this is H from Acid Rain, and you are listening to the Mass Movement Podcast because... You're a sensible, clever, smart individual. We've been going through the do- uh, the doctors in yeah. order, and um, it's time to look at the eighth doctor. The eighth doctor. So he's uh, was it one and a half, one point two outings? <laughs> it's like yeah. So the the yeah. Doctor Who movie, and um, yeah, the Doctor Who movie. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, did you like the movie? Um. At the time, yeah, yeah, because we were starved of Doctor Who content. On so thing. anything was. It there. doesn't look great when you look back. Now there are lots of things that I think the writer should have done differently. There was, yeah, there was lots of things that sort of pandered to um, an audience who didn't know what Doctor Who was. Maybe, yeah, yeah, like making the Doctor half human. Yeah, 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 like yeah, that, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, but again, Paul McGann's another Doctor who didn't really find his feet in the role until he landed with Big Finish. And then yeah, yeah. he becomes incredible. Yeah. Then when they say, let's expand the character, let's make the character the Doctor, what are your ideas? And Paul McGann goes, watch me run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch me soar. And he does. Isn't it? It's, it's crazy how many Doctors have found their feet with a uh, big finish now. Yeah, because you have infinite scope when you're telling a story yeah, yeah. on audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, not yeah. limited by budget. You're just limited by your... Your imagination. imagination, yeah, 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 and the the, the writer's imagination and the, the actor's ability to convey that, yeah. Um, it's why I think now I prefer Doctor Who on audio to watch it on TV. Yeah, you've often said that, haven't you? Because mm. it, it just opens the possibility, mm. it makes it, yeah, it just makes it far more. What did you think of um, <clears throat> Eric Roberts as the uh, as the master? As the master, he was. Ca- I haven't watched it in a long time. He was, he was quite he was quite campus. I remember when I bit too hammy yeah um, yeah but again Eric Roberts is a great actor he's one of those actors who if he's given the right part can really roll with it yeah 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 The Expendables for instance yes yeah 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 right. yeah, yeah. And, and this is going to sound dreadful but um, that, those karate movies he made no tree no surrender or is it the best the best best the best isn't it I think yeah Eric Roberts it's one of those yeah. two I'm just trying yeah it's one of those two yeah um I'm sure it's best of the best, yeah. When he's doing his thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. When he gets to do his thing, he's incredible. But um, in this, not so, mm, not so yeah, much. Yeah. Not yeah. so much. But I think they need a name, an actor 
with the sort of presence that the, the, the American audience was going to react to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Eric Roberts was there, and Eric Roberts was available, and Eric Roberts wanted to play the role, so go for it. So is there a lot of um, Big Finish, uh, Paul McGann yeah, adventures? Like seasons and seasons. She's still playing the Doctor for him now. Really? Yeah. Wow, well, okay. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad he's got his chance, because... I thought he was all right as there's the doctor, and I think I enjoyed him in the little bits we saw him like on TV um, afterwards. Like, you know, yeah. Um, was it the time of the doctor? The uh, when he came back. Yes. Yeah. Because the water. He's like um, how like teenagers would describe, my guess, as the edgy doctor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? yeah. Um, especially on audio. Um, you know, he's unpredictable. He's, he's unpredictable in the same way as Sylvester McCoy's doctor is unpredictable. Yeah, yeah. Sylvester McCoy's doctor for Big Finish is incredibly dark. Really? Yeah. Incredibly dark. And there's a lot of sort of Lovecraftian sort of elements. Yeah, yeah. The, the actual, so with Paul McGann, he is that edgy doctor who will push things right to the absolute limit. Yeah. And push as far as he possibly can. And yeah, you get to get hear Paul McGann do what Paul McGann does best. And that's just filling those boots and just going for it. I met Paul McGann at the convention as well, yeah. Nice guy. Lovely. Cool. Not as tall as I thought he was. He's not, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I always thought he was like 6'1", 6'2". Yeah, I love him. He's not that, is he? He's a little bit shorter than me. Oh, okay, shit. Not that I'm like incredibly short or anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what, it's, it's the worst um, regeneration, I think. And the boys, re- he gets caught in the crossfire, doesn't he, for a, a gang fight in Billy Sylvester McCoy. And then yeah, he, he, yeah, that's not the worst regeneration ever. What's the worst one? Worst regeneration ever? Yeah. That's Colin Baker and the Sylvester McCoy. When he falls over the TARDIS. Oh, crap. And then yeah, he rolls yeah. over. Yeah. Right. Yeah, didn't they, yeah they, didn't they not film that with Colin Baker? Yeah, Colin Baker refused to come back. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just take that out of your bum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's not happening. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was um, there was this one there. There was um, the the TV uh, the, the the movie. Yeah. And then that was it then until the Russell T Davis uh, era, wasn't it? Yes, but that was just because like Doctor was off the air anyways. Yeah, like, yeah. So in the movie, and then Russell T Davis comes back. Now Russell T Davis come back again. Yeah, so yeah. We're gonna have to see what happens because it's shit. October twenty third. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. two weeks until we yeah. meet the new Doctor and Russell mm-hmm. T Davis takes the helm. Yep. Side times. So yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We shall see what happens. Right, okay, we'll have a... Another track? Yeah, another track, and then um, we're going to talk computer games.
to shop again Sit below and full of drugs Flat above, full of thugs He's coming for you He's coming for you He's coming for you He's coming for you Big business Big business Big business South Wales. That was System Reset with Big Business, and that's taken from uh, Many Hands Make Lives Work. Go check them out now and pick up the album. Yo, what's up? This is Billy from Biohazard Power Flow and Billy Bio. You're listening to Mass Movement Presents. Peace. Okay, so uh, we're staying on a, a Disney kick because um, we like Disney. Um, Love Disney. Yeah, we do. In in lockdown, a game emerged called uh, Stardew Valley, and it sort of uh, captured the captured the imaginations of kids. And adults alike. And uh, not being ones to miss out, Disney have created uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley. Much in the same uh, vein as Stardew Valley, but in uh, Disney World, in the world of Disney. Right. So um, I've, uh, I've roped in my son to give me some info on this. <laughs> I have seen it being played, and uh, it looks awesome. It looks beautiful. You know, you're just you know, romping around in a... It does look incredible. In a Disney sort of type world. My problem is if this is free, as you yeah, yeah. it might be, Yeah, it could end my fucking life. Game over. <laughs> yeah, it's game <laughs> over for me because I would just concentrate playing it. So I'm just, it's better for me if I yeah. actually play this kind of stuff. So it's open. It's an open world game um, where you sort of, you affect the environment around you um, in a rundown sort of village and you've got to sort of bring that village back up to scratch and drag people in to sort of live with you. Um, those people being uh, Disney characters. Mm-hmm. So like like it was in Stardew Valley, you had to sort of like, um, you had to farm crops. You had to create sort of places for people to go and, uh, you know, uh, be together. Uh, it's just that sort of thing, but it's all in Disney, in the Disney sort of environment. So um, it sounds awesome. I can't wait to have a proper go of it. I've had a little, couple of little goes. It's like, I'm just gonna be suckered in, like you just said. Like, yeah, you know? so if I did, I, I would just like I would be playing all day and everything. Yeah, yeah. I would lose my job. And I would lose my. Future. Go hang out with Donald and yeah, yeah. Donald I, Duck. I, yeah, I couldn't do it. I, it's, it's just yeah. <laughs> I would spend my day hanging out with Donald Duck and just be like, let's just moan about the world together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, as Disney Disney games goes, um, they've not got a great uh, track record with with games for whatever reason. But this one seems to really caught on, and uh, I'm glad, like, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's, it looks fantastic. It really does. Yeah, like, yeah. Just watching, like, Elliot pop into see Scrooge like that, and I'm thinking, oh, dude, I'm with that. Yeah. But do some, yeah, do some property deals yeah, with Scrooge yeah, that. Oh, no, I'm all over I, that. I can't, I can't even, I just can't justify trying to play that. because it would Pop just... around the aerial. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. So, yeah, that's, um, I, I, believe it's a free download or if you've got Game Pass. I know it's a free download you've got Game Pass. Mm. But you'd have to look elsewhere um, for other options. But if it is free, if it's, even if it's, you've got to pay for it, it's definitely worth the money. It just looks like The Sims to me. you know. Like yeah, it's that sort of thing, yeah, yeah. open world. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, let's stay with um, Disney. Preview a couple of new shows coming up. Okay. So, uh, first of all, we got Mickey. Well, oh, we're very excited. Like the history, the history of Mickey Mouse yeah. throughout the decades. That's going to be amazing. Yeah. Starts uh, mid-November, or mid to late November. That's going to be my weekend sort of. Yeah. I'm just going to literally sit there and binge the whole bloody thing. Yeah. And the story. Don't care what else is happening. Yep. Yeah. I'm watching it. That's totally, it. yeah, yeah. Because you, you, we've got like, like 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and into the new... Yeah. That's a 10-part series right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the history of Mickey Mouse mm-hmm. from... Um, Inception to Inception, present day. So yeah, to what, and yeah. the future. Um, well, obviously, they're going to go into like how Mickey was created with when what lost the rights to Oswald. Yeah. So that's going to be worth watching in itself. That's going to be a wonderful episode. I love that story. I mean, he, he got he got screwed over. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. With Oswald and yeah. all that. And, but, but something, you know, it just goes to prove from, you can always, you know, your, your situation you can always triumph from adversity. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And, um, God, that's the biggest triumph. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Mickey Mouse came out of that. We might but I think that, that, was, that was like Walt's attitude. That was almost like, you know, screw you. you yeah, yeah, You'll yeah. take this off me, screw you. Yeah, what yeah. what you I'm going to do now. Yeah. What's we going now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then well, within five years, Mickey Mouse is the biggest character in, yeah. in you know, in America. Yeah, it's the, it's the whole um, sort of DIY aspect of Mickey Mouse. Um, do you know, you know, he had, like I said, he had these cartoons and he had, he knew what he had was gold. Uh, and he he went round the theatres saying, "Will you play these before your movies?" Yeah, and then it took months and months of him trying to get it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and it, it was just I, I I love that whole aspect of, of uh, Walt and. You know. Well, that's the thing that I love about it was that everyone you knows Steamboat Willie. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Steamboat Willie is the first Mickey cartoon. Yeah, it ain't. No, it's not. Check it out. It's um. Well, and this show will tell you where Mickey's origins really lie. Okay. And we'll show you the first cartoons that were made, the first Mickey yeah. shorts that were made, and why Steamboat Willie, I guess, took precedent. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a wonderful exploration to see how this character becomes a global phenomenon. Yeah. A phenomenon. And how they've, you know, they've tweaked him over the years as well to sort of you know, oh, yeah, yeah. be relevant still, yeah. like, you know? I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't wait. I mean, I love all the years of Mickey. Yeah. Um, I even watched uh, recently. I put the uh, what channel? I put, I put on something, and he, the, so it was, it was a kids thing. I put something on, and um, they've kind of gone back to the old animation, right? They, you know, the context of the story is modern, and the voices are modern, but the animation is sort of old school. And I was like, oh, that's, that's good. amazing. That's right? the way it should be. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, that's uh, Mickey. That's coming out uh, in uh, November on. Uh, Disney Plus, and then we've got the uh, the Willow series. No, <clears throat> you know I I am shocked at that. Right, you're not a Willow fan. I like the film, right? Right, but I'm gonna have a couple of problems with it. In the no welcome. I would love to see Mad Mardigan back. Yeah, 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 yeah. And one of my greatest fears in life. Yeah, what they am terrified of. This this is terrible. Okay, what am I frightened of? Oh yeah, small people. Horses <laughs> and little people. Yeah. <laughs> Horses? Yeah, I hate horses. You? Can't stand them. Whoa. Look, see this here, this scar here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's my horse. What, booted you up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That could have been a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Shit. I could have smashed all your fucking head in, like, your face. Yeah. Jesus. And when I was working on, um, when I was working on the camp, yeah, yeah. there was a girl who I was friendly with called Brenda, and she was, she worked in the stables. Yeah. And she used to let me lend her car and stuff. Right. And so I borrowed Brenda's car 
days out and things like that. And she was lovely. Yeah. And she got kicked in the face by a horse there. Knocked out. Bloody hell. Bang. I can't stand horses. Vicious, cruel bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. <laughs> so, you know, not a fan of uh, the original Willow then, no? I like the film. I just, I... There's a uh, film called, a uh, Nicholas Rogue film called Don't Look Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, with, and in the end, you've got, Donald Sutherland thinks he sees his daughter. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he comes in the room, where he gets in this abandoned building with her and turns around and this evil hag little woman thing yeah. chops her in the neck. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's it, that's, fuck that shit. <laughs> little people, man. And, and, right, little people have sausage fingers. <laughs> Yeah. Like little okay. of touchy thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, touching me. No, 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 no. no. Uh, <clears throat> Willow's even worse. Right. Because she's got no Warwick Davis has normal sized hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's worse. The Chipolata fingers or the normal, oh, normal. and it sounds awful, but I I'm literally terrified. But you can't help what you know what you're scared of. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I won't be I don't think I'll be watching that. Apparently, it's the only time George Lucas ever came to Wales in the production of uh, Willow. Was it? Yeah, yeah, because parts of it were, were um, filmed in the Bracken Beacons or around that area somewhere. And uh, George Lucas uh, checked in. He did, did he? Apparently so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the majority of filming took place in Dinor. Dinor was oh, okay. Yeah. There so, you go. So the beard came to Wales to film Little People. Yeah, for yeah. a little bit. They fucked off and never came back. Lucas said that for Little People. No, I. I <laughs> I, I, I'm just terrified of little people. I can't, but I'm just, I'm, I really do apologise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, Warwick's back. Uh, Warwick's back. Joanne Wally. I've seen her in the trailer. Joanne Wally Kilmer, formerly Joanne Wally Kilmer. <laughs> yeah. so, That's uh, floating Chris's boat. Yeah, I, I always liked it. I know you. you yeah. Dirty, dirty My man. Baby. <laughs> dirty, dirty man. <laughs> and there was uh, the two very little, um, like elves. Pictures. Oh, they're back, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well. They're in the trailer. No. They were, they were kind of good. I'm quite excited for that. Yeah, I think, I think it's... Uh, I might watch. I probably will watch it, but I'll need a couple of beers before I do. <laughs> uh, Dutch, Dutch Courage. Dutch Courage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think that arrives in uh, November as well. So yeah. that's um, something to look forward to. Sausage fingers coming to get me. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jeff from Naked Ray using the mass movement. Uh, speaking of things we're looking forward to, um, Sheer Terror. Sheer Terror. We've seen, we've been, they've been in the UK before, but they've been in yeah. Wales before. No. So, um, in light of that, we're going to be uh, celebrating New York Hardcore in Wales. Well, some of the shows. Some yeah, the, some, some of the shows, York, like, you know. Some New York bands have played Wales. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as we remember, mm-hmm. Sick of All and Bogies. Sick of All and Bogies. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, that's about the... Uh, <laughs> what do you reckon they've run before that? Any bands before that? I'm trying to remember New York bands played before that, like Alice Stone played before that, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There's been New York, other New York bands played before that. Yeah, I would have thought so, yeah. So, yeah, we were trying to... bands, I think that's the first time I had C bands play with. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. sure, yeah. So, um, yeah, that was a hell of a gig, that was. And, um... Man, I know, like, youth, they played Bristol in... Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 80, 80, 89? Yeah. But they never crossed over. No. never played. No, yeah. no. Oh, you could say, wait, well, Bad Brains are they a New York band or a DC band? Yeah, yeah. I did think about so, that in Newport, yeah? You know, yeah, yeah, but yeah. DC band, man. DC band. Yeah, I was trying to think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. see them as an NY band. Yeah. Well, Sick of It All played multiple times. I mean, they played TJ's a handful of times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen, um, I've seen 
just about every time they played Wales, we've yeah, yeah. been to those shows. Though. Yeah. Um, in front have played um, yeah, TJ's a few times. times. Yeah. See, I don't think they ventured to Cardiff. Not a no. I've been to Was it both the time? Yes, twice. Lost to play TJ's. Yeah. They played once by themselves. They played once on one of those like package tours. Yeah. Because um, the package tour they played was with Igniters and Three Piece. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was at both those shows. It was um, it was on the Riot Riot Upstart tour as well, wasn't it? I'm it sure might they, well have been. Yeah, I'm sure they played been. around then. Hmm. Um, the one that that's kind of loads of people say, well, it was a, it was a bad turnout on the night. Yeah. Um, but they say if you were there and you missed a classic, it was uh, Fearless Vampire Killers in fucking TJ's. Incredible. I was in, I was the other side of the world. I was in fucking Florida. <laughs> fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah. So what was the lineup? That was um, John Joseph. Was it Mackie? Mackie Joseph, uh, Scott, what's his face, went on to play with Biohazard. Scott Roberts? Yep, and Adrian Novello. Wow, that is a lineup, isn't it? Shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Playing Cromax, Babbrings. Cromax and Babbrings songs, yeah. Jeez. Um, right. And that was the first night I met John and interviewed John the first time. Oh, was it? Yeah, and literally when I interviewed John that night, he was at the dictaphone and I just pressed, literally pressed record and he went, let me tell you, and he went, <laughs> and I said, there's maybe in 40, 45 minutes of audio, there was, I was on there for maybe 30 seconds <laughs> and it's just John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Point. It's brilliant. Um, and that show was just mind blowing. Just yeah. watching what that dude was doing was just incredible. And that's the night he, when we sat on the tour bus after doing the, the interview with him, yeah, uh, he gave me a CD, which, which I've still got. Yeah, and it's just a CD, and all it says on it is blood clot. Right? Okay, written in Mar- in yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's the blood clot demos. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, the original Black Lives there was another good one from '93. Was a uh, biohazard in uh, Cardiff Bogies. Yeah, I wasn't there. Um, with the clutch supporting because that night, yeah, was when you were watching biohazard. biohazard yeah. I was watching North X and the other in Newport. TJ's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was the same night that show happened. Madball, they've um, they've hit a couple of times. So first time we th- we can remember was the CF one. Yeah, Mount Stewart Square. Mount Stewart Square. Yeah, yeah. And I think Skex promoted that show. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Knock on the support. Richard James? Yeah. Knock on the support. And yeah. there was somebody else. Um, but then they played um, a few years we, back. We were running the distro that night. Me and Pete. We were running Pete's Bistro. Oh, Pete's Bistro. Pete's Bistro. <laughs> when you, when Pete was running the, the mass moving distro. Yeah. I used to like, like, with me and Bunk, you write like little notes yeah yeah um i'm putting cds and stuff yeah so you get like we put pete's phone number on there <laughs> and they'd be like give peter Poofinger 50 pence and then put his number down on there and slap his <laughs> notes into like cds yeah yeah i just like really disparaging things about peter <laughs> so like, everywhere in these cds i mean yeah who knows who got them but me and buggy it's not been really funny but we used to think it's really funny like, yeah yeah he was like pete's bistro you know because um, he spelled the distro, distro wrong once and used to be inside of okay, Pete's Bistro best bistro in all South Wales <laughs> only authentic DIY bistro <laughs> Ray Capo um, we'll talk about you today but Ray Capo came over with Shelter yeah um, he played um, late, Club Evil Club Evil back in the late 90s yeah 98, 99 maybe yeah um, that was that, that was that was a great show not that the Shelter were great but there was like a room at the time that all a shelter was sleeping in a van or something. Yeah. Ray Capo was having a hotel room. I don't know. That's right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
on the Shelton merch table, yeah, they, he was selling like Hare Krishna beads and things. Yeah, yeah. And so we look at this table, and John Evans comes over and he goes, "Don't buy the hippie trinkets." And turned in, <laughs> right in front of Capo, and he's just staring Capo down. He's like, "Literally, don't buy the hippie trinkets." And dragging like, Mac Davis from Funeral for Friends yeah. there, and I was killing myself laughing. <laughs> and John's trinkets. dragging Matthew Davis away. Shout out John, man. That's awesome. Yeah. There's also the night when Matthew and Peter were going at it, like, and snapping and sniping at each other. Right, okay. And um, Peter, not... Peter got a little too physical with Matthew. Oh, right? okay. My liking. You know, because, yeah. That's a bad night. No, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like a fight, right? Yeah, just yeah. picking him up and, you know, Pete lost his time, but he shouldn't have done. Go back to uh, Biohazard. They uh, mm. came to Fuel uh, around 2015, I think it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was like a surprise show. I think they were stitched up somewhere. The show was cancelled, so they, they cut their losses. They were offered whatever money to come to Cardiff and uh, played Fuel on a tiny stage, and it was just fucking brilliant. They obviously looked at their crowd and they went, they saw all the old school hardcore teachers. Urban discipline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's, uh, the place was bouncing. Such a good show. Um, similar. So a situation with VOD hit the moon round. See, I've never been a VOD fan. Oh, I man, just, VOD, I, great. No, I love VOD. I, I, no. I can see how you wouldn't like them. Because they're, 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 they're as close as, they're as far away from the punk ethic. Mm. You know, do you know hardcore punk can go get merged into metal and they're as far away from so that it, as you can get. If you look at New York hardcore, to answer the spectrum, right? Yeah. Agnostic Front. Yeah. VOD. VOD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. You know which side I'm on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get what you mean, yeah. But again, they, um, I think they got stitched up for a gig in Bristol. And uh, they were offered a certain amount of money to come to the moon in Cardiff, which is another tiny stage. And once again, they, they looked around and they thought, right, okay, our demos, first album, That's time it. we go home. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, both like surprise gig, both awesome gigs. Um Buried Alive uh, came to Bridgend in yes, they uh, did. 99. Yes, they did. I, yeah. I co-promoted that show. Yeah, man. But I lent Johnny my name and Johnny promoted the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there were like 10 people there. Yeah. <laughs> including two terrifying women shouting at them who just wanted to do things to Scott that Scott didn't <laughs> oh, believe. No. And they were telling him. Yeah, yeah. Full on to his face while they were playing. You know, he seemed to go red, terrified. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, yeah, H2O have uh, hit Cardiff a few times. Uh, never seen them, never seen them, always been away where they played. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They played like the, the small, very, very small room in Cardiff Uni. They played the Barfly. Sworn Enemy, we're not particularly fans of them. No. Nope. Um, I, I did see them in uh, Club I for Bach to around 2004 ish. Um, I've always found them a bit boring, if I was a bit sort of. Snooze Enemy, not for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ensign played uh, TJ's and Bridgen Rugby, Rugby Club. Yes, they did. Um, um, and was, that, was that called Tim, by you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bridgen Football Club was. Yeah. I saw him in TJ's as well. And Tim Shaw is still one of the nicest guys I've met. Yeah? In, yeah, in the East Coast. You know, proper, proper sweetheart. Absolutely Whoa. lovely to talk to. And just, I would interview Tim Shaw any day of the week. Yeah. Seven days. Well, any day of the week, yeah. Like seven days a week, 24 hours a day, because he's just incredible to talk to. Well, um, another uh, the, the you know, so t- talking about VOD just now, another mm-hmm. band that's sort of on that end of the spectrum is Candiria. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> and they played, yeah, it was a weird one. Like, they supported Clutch in Swansea. I remember thinking, geez, that's a weird one. Like, yeah. Um, 
that was in the mid 2000s uh, Billy Cup Sandwich again I don't mind them but um, they love Billy Cup Sandwich they, yeah, yeah. they, they took put DJs apart I remember that was, yeah. uh, that was a that was that, a hell of a show all that place yeah yeah I'm sure some of the LBU guys were supporting I want to say like nine, nine, nine it was one of those it was one of those yeah, LBU bands yeah yeah it was yeah but you know what are you going to do a Billy Cup Sandwich at the stage I'll tell you who else played as well uh, John Franco's band God runs their city records all right, yeah. John, Frank, the, John who runs the... Use the Google machine to see where... Yeah. I guess I'm over there. Oh, there's nothing in Wikipedia. So, John Franco, New York, they played Jaggers in Bajan. Oh, did us. they? Yeah. Oh, okay. And they were really good. I just remember what the name of the band is, what the name is, what's the name of the band, the name of the band. I even interviewed them for the last <laughs> Crossover Special. Uh, oh, God. Oh, Murphy's God. Law played, apparently. They played TJ's? Yeah. That was another time I was out of bloody... 20 uh, people showed up. Yeah. That was another time I was um, out of town, shall we say. Oh, um, way out of town I was in America <laughs> one of the most interesting ones I went to was uh, Rejuvenate in a house show in Cardiff around 2008-ish I want to say maybe right. earlier it was fucking insane it was just I went this um, I want to say it was uh, what was that goth kid goth Simon goth Simon yeah I want to say he put it on it just it was in a flat so we went in and uh, the staircase became the merch stall and then uh, I was invited to stand on a settee um, which I did and then in this sort of living room and then um, I, I had this sort of legendary oh, not, oh, some of the members are legendary anyway but Rejuvenate playing in front of me and I thought it, it, the pit was kicking off I'm thinking fucking hell there's a big window there and we're three floors up <laughs> someone's going through yeah, yeah. Um, and every now and again it was uh, I think people realised and like you know, we just went to the windows some of the bigger guys just like bit of the protection for the pit like you know so when Murphy still played TJ's, it was treat, they treated it more like a party. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's like there's, there's twenty of you here. You're obviously here to see us. So let's yeah, just yeah. have fun. You yeah. obviously have fun. Let's have fun. Let's yeah. just wear bang. They play all the stuff you want them to play. Yeah, tonight. and the best bands do. They just get on with it, don't they? Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's one person or in, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, well, I mean, sheer terror is coming uh, coming to. Uh, we're gonna have yeah. them to the list very soon. Yeah, coming to the pub in Newport. Um, which is going to be fucking awesome. And they're playing um, Just Can't Hate Enough Yeah, in, it, in full. To me, it's like when, when that day got announced, yeah. I was... Eh, tickets! Eh, tickets! tickets done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I got like tickets one and two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, we love Paul Bird, don't we? I mean... Oh, uh, mate, Paul, is one that, Paul is one of the funniest guys you'll ever meet. And he is just hilariously funny. And in, in that small room in the pub, it's going to be a hell of an experience. And it's going to yeah, be... Yeah. Uh, it's going to be one for the ages. Yeah. For sure. It's just going to be mad. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait for it. So, uh... This is Roger from Agnostic Front. You're listening to Mass Movement Presents. Yeah. So, uh, let's stay on the New York hardcore. And, uh, let's deep dive leeway. We've never... Leeway. No, leeway. Yeah. Um, God, they're, they're such a confusing band for me. Oh. Um, because I'm... Again, my hardcore story starts with, like, the marble set it off that yeah. sort of era the leeway were just so sort of are they thrash are they fucking what are they like you know they're a bit I think they're one of those they're one of the original New York crossover bands yeah like yeah them and sort of Ludicrous yeah um, Ludicrous was a deep dive another time as well oh yeah yeah um, <clears throat> I think at the time I needed a better understanding of New York hardcore before I could but get into those I think leeway are the premier New York crossover band yeah they, yeah, oh, yeah they, they were doing it before anybody else was doing it they, they 85? Yeah, 86. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 84, uh, apparently. Form 84. There you go, so... Um, yeah. 
You've spoken, you've uh, interviewed Eddie Sutton, haven't you? Over there? A couple of times. Yeah. I suppose, yeah, yeah. Nice um, dude. Eddie's lovely. Yeah. Eddie's one of life's genuine characters, one of life's genuine eccentrics. Um, <laughs> he, and he, you know, he's the first one to tell you that, you know, he's done some shit in his life that he regrets completely, yeah. um, including time. Has he done time, is he? Yeah, yeah. No yeah. way. But he is not, you know, people aren't defined by the mistakes that I think they're defined by who they are in the present. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. judge a person on the, by no. solely by what they've done. It's who they are now. And For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's um, like when I first saw Leeway, it's like one of those names you see on record sleeves. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden you start to see this logo. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And then this album comes out, Born to Expire. Born to Expire. I still got that on tape. <laughs> yeah, and then but it starts off with um, Rise. Yeah. Rise and Fall. Yeah. Rise and Fall. Yeah. yeah. Rise and yeah. Fall. And then goes from Rise and Fall into Mark the Squealer. Mark the Squealer. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You know? And he's just like, oh, it's, 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 it's the ultimate snitches get stitches song. Yeah, yeah. It is. You know? It is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're a rat, this is what's going to happen to you. Know? <laughs> I can get down with that. Does, is that your uh, definitive album of them? Born to Expire, yeah. And Desperate Measures. Adult Crash, I, I, I struggled with. Born to Expire and Desperate Measures are the two definitive yeah, yeah, records. Yeah. Open Mouth um, Kisses in mind. Uh, adult Crash. And Born to Expire has the ultimate Leeway song on there. The Chromax JM, which do not exist anymore, yeah. were playing. And it is The Enforcer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leeway was playing, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Leeway still exists in some shape or form, but they're Leeway MIC now because AJ and Eddie don't really get along. Oh, and, okay, or can't work together, yeah. Um, and Eddie's been really, really sick lately. Oh, no, as well, yeah, okay. So, he's, um, so it's like uh, lung cancer, oh, shit. okay, um, yeah, it's a stage four as well. So, yeah, he is back on his way back to, yeah. Health slowly but surely. Um, There's one. He's, he's a fighter, you know. He's a he's one. Of, he's yeah. He's not going down. You know, I'm not going to give him. Yeah. Eddie don't go down without a fight. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's you know swing get up swing get up swing get up swing get up. That's just Eddie's way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, and he is again like <laughs> one of the great talkers. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. A proper New yeah. York guy, you know. Eddie suddenly gets started. Bam, bam, bam. You go. Yeah. Um, I, just wish, I just wish they'd had uh, more of an output like you know obviously you know, if, if they're not getting along then it's not going to be but uh, circumstances record deals by the mid 90s is all over from one end yeah they? bullshit just mm. it is yeah they should have been huge yeah 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 yeah. because you know all the live footage I've ever seen of their early shows yeah and it's just people talking now, about yeah. them and they're fucking insane yeah you know? Well, I remember seeing, like, they always reminded me of um, the same sort of vibe as Suicide Tendencies. Like, you know, just their shows are just, like, mm. maniacal. It's going yeah. off, people stage diving, people slam dancing. And, yeah, and you just... Yeah. But, yeah, so I... Again, that album is one of those... Because I got it on cassette like you did. Yeah, yeah. Originally, I got it on cassette. Yeah. Like, but in a walk, when we go, and I still do paper rounds and still work in the shops and still... Yeah. I'm working down on... on <clears throat> The caravan sites in Port Yeah. You know? So you walk around this thing and you just go, oh my God. 
as soon as those riffs kick in, it's just yeah, riff after riff after riff after riff. Yeah. And like Eddie's voice is so unique. It, yeah, and it is recognisable. Yeah. Right, but when you talk to him, because he's one of these guys, when like singing voices, most people you can just say, okay, yeah, I get that. Yeah. When you talk to Eddie, his voice is completely different to his singing voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. he's, because his singing voice is really guttural and sort of punchy and immediate. Yeah. When he talks to him, his voice is nothing like that. <laughs> He's sort of um, like, a, like a mid to high register voice. Yeah, like yeah. Proper, full on, thick as fuck Queen's no. accent. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. And you just go, yeah. I love Danny Diablo always, uh, you know, he's uh, he always picks the yeah. way up wherever possible. Because um, he's a Queen's guy, like, you know. And um, yeah, great band, man. Great. Uh, great Leeway would just. Did you ever see him live? I don't no, no, never seen Leeway live. I can't think of a time they've ever talked about it. I don't think they've played here. Yeah. Because um, if they played London, I would have been. Uh, yeah, been I'm sure that's one of the bands we make an effort for. Like, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, I'd have gone. Yeah, yeah. No. All day long. Yeah, all day long. But yeah. So if, you're in, if you don't know Leeway, do yourself a favour. Yeah. Do me a favour, do Chris a favour. Do Definitely do Eddie a favour. Yeah, go buy that album. Go buy yeah. Born to Buy it from the band and buy a shirt as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Eddie needs your support at the moment. Eddie needs everybody's support. Yep. And he is, like I said, he's one of life's genuine sweethearts. He's a lovely, lovely guy. For sure. Hey, this is Sean Killian from Violence, and you are listening to Mass Movement. Right then, Tim. That brings That's us it, to another it? episode. End of an episode. Another, 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 another end, end of another episode. Another end of another episode. <laughs> So let's get some shout outs. All right. So shout out to uh, David and Engineer as ever. Yep. Big shout out to Eddie Sutton because you rule it. <laughs> and yeah. you'll get through this, brother. Shout out to uh, Joe Wag for putting sheer terror on in the pub. Yeah. Looking forward and to shout that. out to Paul because it's going to be, he's going to put a new one. So <laughs> it's gonna be, that's going to be fun. Shout out to all the people who've put on uh, New York hardcore in, in Wales. Yeah. Um, there's been some decent people who've done that. Some assholes too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, proper dickheads. Yeah. And we'll catch you again. Ah, uh, ta-ta. Bye bye. Bass movement possess. Bass movement possess.